Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, Stu! <laughs> it's another Andrew Cuomo day, huh? Uh, it is. The dumbest governor in uh, the United States area, which might include Canada. I don't really know. America's dumbest mobster. Uh, Andrew Cuomo. Yes, he's here. And uh, not only being called out by us now, it seems uh, like it's spread a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's going viral. <laughs> you know, uh, when people in your own party... And then the ones in your own office. It's a kind of a problem. We also have one of the scariest. We should have done it on Halloween. One of the scariest guests we've had in a very long time. Harry Dent, the economist who has really called the direction of this economy. He's gotten some of the timing wrong, um, but he has uh, he has called the direction of this economy. In fact, he was on in I think it was October of 2019 and he said by spring of 2020 something will happen and this whole economy is going to turn and we're going to have unemployment and I thought that's that's crazy and that's exactly what happened he now says we're 45 days away from the great depression you don't want to miss that and what he says you should do about it. This and so much more on today's program. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Coca-Cola has sent out notices now to law firms Demanding that the company will require diversity among all of the law firms who bill it for work in the United States and reduce payments if they don't comply. They later went on to say that uh, the uh, Coca-Cola company's chief of diversity, equity, equity, not equality, equity and inclusion officer, uh, Lori George Billingsley, who sounds very diverse. Uh, explains how Coca-Cola is creating a culture of diversity and inclusion. Uh, Coca-Cola's general counsel is urging, urging law firms to effect real systematic change by adhering to new requirements that mandate that outside counsel allocate a portion of work to diverse attorneys, uh, attorneys specifically black lawyers, or risk losing money or even uh, future Coca-Cola legal business. Coke said it will require quarterly reporting about the makeup of legal teams uh, that do work for it and self-identify as American Indian, Alaskan Native, Asian, black woman, uh, black or woman, uh, Hispanic, Latinx. I want a Latino man, woman, child, it. I don't care what your pronouns are. Stop with the Latinx. I don't know a single Latino person that doesn't think Latinx. Tinks is insulting. It is directly from the Sopranos. You're hanging out in some strip club going, yay, bring that Latinx away. Eh? <laughs> it's 
Enough with Latinx. LGBTQ, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, and persons with disabilities. 30% of each billed associate and partner time will be from one of these attorneys. And at least half have to be from black attorneys. Holy cow. Now, here's why. Can you see if you can get Tanya on the phone? Do you have her? No? Uh, See if you can get Tanya on the phone. Because... No more Coca-Cola. No more Coca-Cola. And that is like gold at my house. But that includes a lot of stuff. Now, I'm not leading a campaign against Coca-Cola. I wouldn't mind being responsible for that. But I don't lead boycotts. I personally. It was incredibly subtle there. Glenn. Yeah. I don't know if people picked up on it. No, I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, but I, I, everybody has to make mm. their own personal choice. Mm. I, it, this is the line for me. This is the line for me. I will not cross this line. And here's why. Think of the impact that Coca-Cola is going to have a company this large. And this is only the first. They've already said over at the Great Reset, they're all in. And so they're going to require this of all of their partners. So when a company like Coca-Cola says we're not going to do business with you unless you adhere to these things, how many companies are just going to fold? Most of them, because they need Coca-Cola's business. So think of this. Think of the truckers. Think of the bottling plants. Think of the people who, you know, supply them with water. Everything else, everything they do. A company the size of Coca-Cola. Tanya's on the phone. Tanya? Hey. I always think of these things, and then I get home, and I forget because we're talking about so many other crazy things. (laughs) Wipe (laughs) Coca-Cola off the list. I know we haven't bought any for a while, but we buy Topo Chico. What is it? Topo Chico, right? We buy Mm -hmm. that water. That's a Coke product. Yeah. Can you go through the Coke products? No more in our house. No more Coca-Cola products. What happened? I didn't hear about it. Oh, the, <laughs> right. Does she get a listening. voice in this yeah. at all? I mean, is, yeah. is you just uh, edicts of no Coca-Cola? No, products? no, no. We're on the same page on this kind of stuff. They've just they they're just going totalitarian uh, as a oh, corporate. Yeah. So go ahead. What, what uh, are the products? Okay. Hang on, hang on. Listen to this. It. Okay. Here. <laughs> Poor she's, Tanya. She's not. Even, she's saying, yeah, I got, like, it, I, got I got it. it. I got it. When you forget later, I won't have it anymore. But I got yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola, Sprite, Fanta, Dasani, Smart Water, Minute Maid. Uh, innocent. I know that sounds like a, some creepy website. Uh, simply, uh, Georgia, Costa, Fuse Tea, Honesty, Fairlife, Powerade, uh, CL. So far, we're good except for the sodas. Schweppes, Ugh. Vitamin Water, Golden uh, Gold Peak, uh, app, app, Appletizer. I don't know what that is. Uh, Topo Chico, Aquarius, uh, Fresca, uh, Barks. What? Barks. Oh. Barks. Oh, man. Barks root beer. That's really yeah. good root beer. Peace tea, which Good is a bringing... Lemonade. That's your, your favorite <laughs> no, lemonade. This, is, this segment's just making me thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Well... Well, hang on. What, right. they, they have restaurants, too, don't they? Or is that PepsiCo? I know Pepsi has a bunch of those. I, I, I don't know. They're, this is just the Coca-Cola company, but Pe- I mean... The beverages. Pepsi, you better not do it, because then that, right, Taco Pat? Bell. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's like 200 companies that they directly own, and there's... 500 that they own all or or part of so 
It's going to be difficult. Hey, You're not going to be able to eat or drink anymore. That's right. for sure. Honey, do uh, me a favor. <laughs> write to Selwyn and say, isolate Coca-Cola company from our our stocks. But no, no more Coca-Cola. <laughs> now, do, are you aware, does do these other companies that have you checked into their background? Coca-Cola company. It's the Coca-Cola. No, but I'm saying Inc. like, what's your alternative to Topo Chico, right? A Perrier. You think Perrier is some conservative company? I no, doubt it. I don't. Right. I don't. So what, what do you do in those situations? Just uh, I'm going to eventually run out of things. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to eventually run out of things, but yeah. I am going to look for those companies that support. What about Hanks? Hanks isn't oh, going to go down this. Hanks root beer is the best. Hanks root beer is the best. Mm-hmm. I'll buy Hanks. Absolutely. It's always a good idea. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I, I'm not going to do it anymore. You know what you should do? Thanks, is honey. I buy more cookies and less Coca-Cola. <laughs> you are more just, cookies. You're shameless. Kexi cookies. Uh, Kexi.com. Kex- well, you know what? They probably Kexi? Kexi. K-E-K-S-I. Yeah. It's cookie in Finnish. Now, my understanding, Pat, is, oh my is, God. is you are the ke- worst. You are <laughs> the worst. worst. First, what was it? Scrumptilicious cookies. And you were <laughs> like, I don't know how to spell that. Then, scrumptious. Scrumptious cookies. Mm-hmm. You know how many Americans can't spell scrumptious? And now it's <laughs> kexy. Kexy. Because it's in Finnish. Oh, well, yes. There are so many catchphrases in American that are Finnish. <laughs> For the love of Pete, make it easy to find these cookies. Kexycookies.com. Oh, it is easy. That? You just go there and you'll find them. And you spell it K-E-K-S-I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, are you requiring diversity uh, training for all of your attorneys? No, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. No, well, I'm not. I'm in. Are you going to start doing that? <laughs> no, I'm not. Are you going to be part no. of the Great Reset? No, I'm no. not. Okay, good. No, I'm completely against the Great Reset. <laughs> good, good, mm-hmm. good. I'm glad. I'm glad. You're allowed so you can eat cookies and yes, Hank's root beer, and that's cookies. all your food sustenance. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a dream world to me. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. It, it sounds sound pretty good. Like, I have absolutely no mm-hmm. problem with that dream world. <laughs> Anybody I, join me on this? I, yes. Because uh, it's... Absolutely not. And uh, <laughs> just so we're clear. I knew Hold Stu wouldn't. Let me currently take a drink of Diet Coke right now. <laughs> Do you have a line? Uh, you know, I think if Coca-Cola sponsored ISIS directly, I would think <laughs> you would, I would think consider about <laughs> yeah. drinking less <laughs> right. uh, Diet Coke. Yeah. Really? Uh, but uh, just If the, they even think... said the red in our logo <laughs> is the blood of Christians killed by ISIS, you'd still think about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I would, you know, I would no longer buy caffeine-free Diet Coke. Right. Okay. Uh, in All that right. circumstance, that right. line new I've already Coke. drawn. New Coke, you're out. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. you know, I, and I, I know, look, I, we've talked about this a million times and i know you're really sincere here i I think it's a it's a tough thing to do in this world right like it's really hard because you because as we point out there every single thing that you do has people that disagree with you strongly and has come and have are backed by companies that totally disagree with you i mean like if you if you find some amazing uh company that you want to do business with probably all their suppliers are doing these types of things so they're you selling all things. their product okay. to the product that you're buying but you can do things like if you have a 401k if you have any kind of money that is invested in the stock market most likely mm-hmm. you're a shareholder of coca-cola probably true i mean, I mean coca-cola a big... is a big company and in and, and and solid it's probably in a portfolio of yours if you're buying a bunch of companies in a mutual fund get coca-cola off your sell your stock Sell your stock. I mean that it, yeah, you could I still, I guess, use their product. But I, I refuse. I'm not going to. No, I yeah. can't continue mm. to go down this road. And there's lots of things 
Like, I can't, what am I going to do? I can't, I can't cut out all the entertainment in my life. And there is just no real entertainment that doesn't come from Hollywood. You know, it's getting better, but we're 10 or 15 years away from a real replacement for these things. So I haven't given up, you know, on some of these things. I've given up on certain shows. I've given up on certain things. But I just can't. I can't. But this I can do. Yeah. I mean, look, you could you could do what makes you feel like you're, you're you know, what makes you feel good, basically. Right. I mean, that's really what this comes down to. There's no way to actually avoid all the products of, of people and ideas that you disagree with. I mean, you know, you're 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 addicted to your iPad. Like, oh, do you think Apple doesn't have this policy? No. Of course they do. Right? Well, no. Ice cream is a really good example of that. All of the premium ice creams, except for the ones we've been talking about uh, from Brooker's, Brooker's ice cream, th- they're all raging progressives. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, the it's Ben and true. Jerry's of the world and, and uh, those brands in Ohio, I forget what her name is, but they're I, all big will, time progressives. I will tell it's you. Hard. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Brooker's fam- uh, uh, founder's ice cream is just so, so good. good yeah and it's now only available you know by shipping but it, th- that just became available like a few weeks ago didn't it yeah um how do you get it Burkersicecream.com. it is and so good click on the nation ship nationwide tab. they won't let me invest i've asked them to invest i've oh, asked, really yeah i've asked pat let me invest in your company nah. nope no well Le- brookers you- let me invest <laughs> nope just like you're avoiding coca-cola he's right. avoiding you i mean he's like we're we've got our lines glenn yeah. Yeah. that's the we line we will not cross uh, all right uh, don't forget about uh, pat gray unleash it's uh, available on the blaze and of course kexi cookies what is it kexi k-e-k-s-i mm-hmm. you can search for it do that this is the best of the Glenn Beck program. This revolution brought to you by Facebook. We're glad that you're here today. I, I want to talk to you about a song um, that has taken on a whole new meaning uh, to me. I've been listening to um, Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend. And I've always liked that song, Sound of Silence. But my son turned me on to the version by Disturbed. And you should hear this. The way he sings it is completely different. Um, and it took on new meaning because of some things that have been going on in my, in my life with my family. But I've been doing a little bit of research just on... W- w- what does this song mean? We've all sung it a million times. What does it really mean? What Paul Simon wrote is a warning about these times. What he wrote was what the hippies used to believe in. What all of these people said Hey, this is going to turn into a problem. And people like me for years dismissed them and said, come on, it's never going to be that way. And now it is. What he was talking about was a brave new world. I I want you to listen to the lyrics here, and I can't play them without any kind of real restrictions. So I'm just going to read them to you. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. He's alone. He feels alone. Important. 
he's talking to the empty darkness. He says, because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. Have you ever had a dream that you just can't shake? Where it's with you all day and you're just like, oh man, that's what he's talking about. I had a vision softly creeping left its seed while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. In the restless dreams, I walked alone. Narrow streets of cobblestones neath the halo of a street lamp. I turned my collar to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light that split the night and touched the sound of silence. What does that mean? He's walking alone again. He has no one to talk to. He's completely alone. Everything is abandoned. He's walking down the street at night and a neon sign stabs his eyes and touches the sound of silence. What is the neon sign? Is it just flashing bar? Cocktails? What is it? You'll understand by the end. And in the naked light I saw, this is the light of the neon sign, and in the naked light I saw 10,000 people, maybe more. He was alone on the street, but the neon sign, it flashes and he sees 10,000 people, maybe more. Listen to this. People talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. People writing songs that voices never share. And no one dared disturb the sound of silence. In the naked light of that sign, people were talking. No one was listening. People were talking, but they weren't really speaking. They weren't. It was nonsense. They were talking about things that didn't matter. And nobody was listening to each other. And there were a few that were writing songs, but no one would ever sing those. They were never going to be sung because no one dared disturb the sound of silence. What is the sound of silence and what does it have to do with the neon sign? Fools, said I. You do not know. Silence like a cancer grows. Hear my words that I might teach you. Take my arms that I might reach you. But my words like silent raindrops fell and echoed in the well of silence. And then the people bowed and prayed to the neon God they had made. And the sign flashed out its warning in the words that it was forming. 
And the sign said, the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and tenement halls. What? Now I find out what the neon sign says, and it says the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and tenement halls. What the hell is he even talking about? And the people bowed and prayed to the neon God they had made. Wait a minute. What does a neon sign do? A neon sign draws your eyes away from everything and it advertises and this sign was advertising that the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls well when you hear the phrase written on the subway walls and you've ever been to new york at least lately that means spray paint that's not what he's talking about the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls. He was talking about advertisement. He was talking about giant corporations that were controlling everything and were making it so wonderful, so comfortable that no one was even talking to each other anymore. Everyone was talking nonsense and he was standing there saying, people, wake up. And no one would. And those words of the prophets were whispered in the sound of silence. Paul Simon saw in his generation, he saw the things and stood against the things my grandfather didn't understand. My grandfather said, you know, they're all hippies. Well, no, no, some of them, Grandpa, have a good point. Some of them are just dope-smoking, orgy-loving hippies. But a lot of them saw problems with the 1950s and the 1960s, and they wanted to change society. And some of them were really quite smart. But it seems as though those people have completely sold out. Because maybe they became rich and now they're in charge of the machine. Now they're writing the words on the subway walls. Now they're in charge of the neon sign. And they are demanding that people talk without speaking. People hear without listening. And anyone who writes a song that doesn't go with the neon sign no voice is going to share that song what was true then is true today unless you choose to dare break and disturb the sound of silence this is the best of the Glenn Beck program Harry Dent, the author of Zero Hour, an economist who I think has uh, called many things in the last 20 years, uh, even longer than that, 30 years, uh, really right on the money. Harry, welcome. How are you? Oh, be back, Glenn. So I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, GameStop because 
you know, I've been saying that the system has been gamed for a long time. I mean, when, when you know, George Bush uh, had to violate the free market to save the free market and we bailed all these banks out, et cetera, et cetera. And then we just continue to do it. You and I talked about uh, in what, 2019, you said in the spring something will happen and the uh and the stock market will fall and the economy will totally change it was covid that was that something that happened uh and you've been right now it what what does this mean this this GameStop thing some people say it's the beginning of the end and it's a real revolution some people say it was no big deal some people say that it is going to change and the oligarchs are going to rule because of this. Well, you know, I, I see it more on the revolution side because we're in a very important cycle, like the American Revolution that brought in democracy and, and knocked down the monarchs for the first time. Before that, it was the Protestant Revolution that took down the all-powerful Catholic Church of the time. I think it's the central banks going down this time, and I cannot wait. Because this whole GameStop thing only happens in, in an in a, in a environment I call the markets on crack. So, so people think the insiders are manipulating the market. A poll just showed 66% of people, insiders are manipulating the market. Well, it's worse than that. It starts with the Federal Reserve and central mm-hmm. banks. They've been pumping money nonstop. Now, you got to remember, this is not lowering interest rates and inducing people to borrow a little more. This is literally putting trillions of dollars direct, created out of nowhere, into the markets, which means now more more money chasing the same financial assets that pushes them up. But that's not all, because they say we're going to constantly buy these bonds, which pushes down long-term and short-term rates. That means bonds go up. Oh, and, and that means stocks go up. So the traders, the big traders, the real manipulators, see, oh, my gosh, now we can leverage even more. And, oh, because we know the direction Fed's going to push stuff, and we're not going to see downturns for long, it reduces the risk. Oh, and now it costs almost nothing with fake interest rates, zero rates, to to finance this leverage. So, so what has been happening? I've been saying this for years, and, and you have too, Glenn. The, the big money, the hedge funds and the, and the leverage traders, they throw their weight around. They have the best information. They know what everybody is doing. You, me, little traders, other funds, everything. And when they see think people going in one direction, like bullish, they jump on it and they short. And, and the problem is, I don't mind that they short. Anybody should be able to go long or short. The problem is they can do it on high leverage with options and futures and literally just push a market down until the people that are long capitulate. So they've been doing this for a long time. So, and but, I saw it's hard to do. Uh, Harry, what's really disturbing to me is, I mean, first of all, you're exactly right. They, the Fed has been uh, just, they call it investing. They have been dumping money into the stock market, yep. which creates a bogus stock market. They are putting money yep. in, not little people. And, and what happens is when the Fed just starts to buy the stock market, the Fed has gone to advisors. Their advisors yeah. on who to uh, invest in has been BlackRock. Well, now BlackRock, the all of the heads of BlackRock, I think except for one, 
are now in the in the Biden administration. The chief economic uh, advisor for the uh, for the president, Biden, is now a BlackRock uh, executive. Uh, the chief economic advisor for Kamala Harris is now a BlackRock executive. The right hand man for Yellen in the Treasury Department is a BlackRock guy. Even Goldman Sachs didn't have this. Fed chairman, which puts a Fed chairman and a Fed person in the Treasury. So, yeah, we got everything locked towards endless stimulus. And this just invites leverage. So, again, Fed adds money to the markets, pushing up prices. Traders add a lot more leverage, pushing up prices anymore. You know what the most important number in the economy right now, Glenn? Nobody's talking about it. $520 trillion in financial assets globally. 6.2 times global GDP at 84 million and then way more than money and everything else. This is the biggest bubble. It's worse than the debt bubble at 253 trillion. See, in a normal economy, a growth economy, debt might be one and a half times GDP and financial assets might be two, two and a half. Now there's 6.2 debts over three times. This is the greatest bubble, but the bubble now, because the central bank used quantitative easing, Putting the money in, as you were saying, this is bubble. what's created the financial asset bubble. This is a bigger monster than the debt bubble, and that can deleverage and disappear money even faster than the debt deleveraging. So these guys are creating a monster that's going to kick them very hard. And I think it's coming literally in weeks or months. No, no more than that. So I, um, uh, I did a, I did a report back in two thousand six or seven. When I was on CNN and I did a monologue on the money bubble, I said, look, the housing bubble is coming and uh, it's going to burst and it's going to be ugly. And then here's what's going to happen. And and they've done all of those things. And I said at the end of that monologue before the housing market bubble, I said the next bubble is going to be the money bubble or the everything bubble. Everything, everything bubble. will be put in and and grossly um, abused and then everything comes down do you agree with that yes yes and, and that everything comes down by history and i'm the guy that studies history and what actually happens instead of ideology okay at least 40 to 50 percent of those financial assets will disappear forever that is 200 to 250 trillion dollars two and a half to three times global gdp is going to disappear and if that's not going to cause a recession, Glenn, that's called a depression when you have that much deleveraging. And, of course, then the debt deleverages. A lot of economic experts say, well, we kind of handled some of the debt stuff last time. That's not going to be as bad. No, no, <laughs> the debt will deleverage. It's this bubble that's going to deleverage first and trigger the debt deleveraging, and the whole thing comes down. I, Glenn, I can see nothing other than something like 29 to 32 coming in the next two to three years. But that'll be it. Um, you know, we've been in this slow unless unless we go to the Great Reset. I mean, are you following what they're doing in Davos with the World Economic Forum? With I the, don't even follow those guys. Oh, you got you. You have to. The Great Reset is happening here in America. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible what they're doing. And I think they um, you know, they're they're all just banning together for the Build Back Better campaign which is not a Joe Biden campaign. That's the World Economic Forum. And all these prime ministers and world leaders are using it. And it is to, I I think it's the biggest theft of wealth in all of human history. 
But, you know, this, this bubble bursting, though, it's a good thing in the, in the 29 to 32 crash. It was horrible, but we eliminated about 40 to 50 percent of the private debt, which was off the charts back then. We got rid of a lot of zombie companies. You know, 19 percent of public companies, these aren't small businesses. Public companies, large public companies can't even pay their debt service, and they're kept, they keep limping along with this liquidity. GameStop goes up and down, you know, 482 points down to 112 in one day because there's so much liquidity that hedge funds can short it big time and knock it down. And then now small traders, which is a really great thing, have banded together and say, look, we're sick of you guys beating on us. They shoved those shorts up these guys, and they lost $5 billion. Uh, in, in a matter of days, Melvin Capital and some other hedge funds, because they did the same thing. When these guys were heavily short on high margin, they just bought on, on and pushed the stocks up to force See, them to cover their shorts and lose money and push the stock up. So here's so, so Harvey. So, so Harry, let me uh, let me let me take you here because I'm really torn on this because I think that, look, I think you should be able to go long. I think you should be able to bet that a company is going to go down, go short, <clears throat> and you should be able to use your money. But that's not what they really do. They borrow. They have all kinds of devices that the average person doesn't have. And so when the Reddit people got on, they looked at that and said, they're 40% more than all of the shares. These guys are just pigs yeah. at the trough. Yeah. They're, not even, they're not even thinking. They're just money, 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 money. So I have no yeah, problem. Yeah. I have no problem with them figuring that out. But what I'm concerned about is a foreign country could come in and and leverage the stock market and play these games. Should we have should we have any kind of rules here for this or or just leave it alone and let the system yeah. be what it is? Absolutely. Free market capitalism does not work without rules, but they need to be simple. Simple rule. You do not have margin and and leveraged investing except to hedge commercial all these options and futures and margin was so legitimate companies that need to deliver or purchase things in the future investments or commodities can hedge that and, and guarantee the price at a small cost and they need margin and options and stuff to do that it should not be used for what i call i'm calling what you just described predatory investing you see people leaning in one direction and you just come down and dive bomb them until they capitulate and sell and then you turn around and buy that is not good for the markets and again hedge funds have been doing this big money forever now the small traders are doing the other end and they're actually teaching the hedge funds you better be careful next time you do this because we're now watching you and doing the same thing now this but the problem is this creates this on both sides you would eliminate all this stupid stuff if you didn't allow leveraged investing. Just you go short or long. Leverage is only for legitimate hedgers and not for predatory investing. So, Harry, what does this mean, uh, you know, 29 to 33 kind of crash, you say, coming in the next 45 days or so? Um, and I've heard others say exactly the same thing. Um, what does that mean for the average person, like the banks and your loans? Can they call them in? What What does that mean? What's going to happen to the the Homer Simpsons of the country? Okay, first thing it hits the rich the hardest, so that's the good news for everyday people. But every day, what happens? These these uh, assets will go down, businesses will fail, loans will fail. 
Um, that means, and then businesses will lay off workers and people will be foreclosed on. Real estate will go down 30 to 50%. Stocks will go down 60 to 90. So, so most people don't have a lot of assets. Wait, 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 wait. You say stocks will go down 90%? Yeah. 89% is what happened 29 to 32. That was just simply a long debt bubble deleveraging. It's the most powerful downturn. This Glenn, this is what causes depressions instead of recessions. Recessions are cleaning out companies and ordinary debt. These are bursting major bubbles, and it's always ugly. So you have to get out of the way. The best thing, okay, real quick, get out of all leveraged assets, you know, stocks, real estate that you can, and, and do not get out of a loan. Do not pay back a loan, because when loans fail this time, they're not going to be able to bail out the banks like last time. That didn't work. That's not going to be even possible. And you may get your mortgage written down 40 or 50% down to market this time. So get out Which of is what they Which is what they should have done last time called mark to market. Mark to market, and they suspended that. See, that's why these things are good. These debts get written down at the expense of the banks. These these financial bubbles go down at the expense of the rich and the and the traders and stuff. The everyday person may lose what? their job for several months or more and, and, and maybe have some foreclosures, but they end up coming out the winners when mortgages are more affordable again and they can invest for the future and but, stocks but are more reasonable. Why do you think they'll return to why do you think they'll return to mark to market when they didn't do it the last time? And that was what they always did. But okay, I said it earlier. They created a bigger but to save the debt bubble from deleveraging and the banks with it, they they started quantitative easing. It only worked with driving up assets, so they kept doubling down on that. This financial asset monster is bigger than the central bank. Remember what I said? 6.2 6.2 times GDP. When this, the next phase of this, you should notice every stock crash since the peak in January, um, early to that 2018, which is the beginning of this crashing process, every crash has gone to lower lows after a higher high. And the next crash is due to be 45 to 50%. And that's when the central banks lose control. It goes down so much that people say, well, wait a minute, you keep pumping in money, you keep saving companies, and we keep going lower, there's something wrong here, and they lose their credibility. I think central banks are going to go down like the Catholic Church and the monarchs did in the past two major two well, I don't, I mean, in a way, I hope you're right um, about, you know, what they're going to do about it. I, I just don't think they're going to. Um, I just think they're going to try to. I think they have a choice, Glenn. When you fail, they're going to try to consult. They're going to try to. They're going to try to consolidate globally. They're going to make it bigger than it is they now. Can't do it. This this is bigger than them. How can they control a 520 trillion monster? Where, as we observed in February, March of last year, stocks alone dropped 40 percent globally in five weeks. That was like 40 trillion hit to the global economy right there. Uh, okay, then they pump again, but there's a point where you keep doing this and it keeps going lower every time. There is a point where it is seen as a failure and not a success. People still think the central banks are saving the economy. No, they're creating a, a twice as big a bubble as we had in 2007, and they will lose control. All bubbles go out of control because you can't keep doubling everything every several years and and without it finally blowing even without a trigger and COVID is the perfect trigger because glenn we have gotten back 80 percent v 
The other 20%, we don't get back. There, there's many industries, travel, entertainment, a lot of retail right. that is not coming for years. So, so we are not going to get back to normal. And yet the stock market's priced like we're going to have the greatest boom in history. Na, 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 na.